right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of Barstool Backstage Monster episode this week. We have the first of the interviews from the Windy City Smokeout dropping, and we have the god, Hootie himself, Darius Rucker, on the podcast. Big thanks to Glenny Balls for sitting in as the co-host. Dante did the interview. We got a bunch of these coming out, but we wanted to start with Darius. Dante, let's start. How was it to be around uh, Darius in person? Dude, it was so awesome, but I'm really mad at myself because I dropped the ball on... I had all this shit lined up that I've been waiting months and months to ask him about, and being in his presence just... <laughs> it was like... Just went black, out the window? Mind blown. Oh, 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 we will get what? there, Dante. But I wanted to ask him about the coolest fucking thing of the year, Hootie Fest. And Glenny was like, yeah, he'll love that. Like, we got to plug that. We got to plug that. We got so carried away and wrapped up, as you'll see in the interview, that he had to literally rush from our trailer onto the stage. <laughs> uh, so they were like, all right, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to wrap it up. So I didn't get to do that. I didn't get to plug Owens. Shout out to Owens Mixers, which Darius is a uh, investor in. Uh, they helped us secure the interview. Uh, I guess we could say they sponsored it. Uh, they are a Barstool hey. sponsor. Uh, shout out go. to Josh. Josh and Ashley at Owens. They're fucking awesome. But it was great. He's the man. He's as, as every bit as cool as you would think he is. It's Darius Rucker, man. Makes I'm, I'm not surprised. It is fun. I have an email from like two years ago, me emailing his people being like, hey, we'd love to have Darius Rucker on the I, podcast. I was, I was going to mention that because they're so – how long have we been like two and a half years now, Colin, right? Two and a half years. Yeah. So early on in the show, we did have some big names on after about a year. Um, like we had Chris Shiflett of the Foo Fighters. Obviously most people don't even know who that is, but he's yep. a Foo Fighter, you know, some big names. And he's then a fighter of Foo. And Colin's like, we're going to start like whale hunting. And Colin's like emailing Taylor Swift and like, <laughs> and I'm like, Colin, there is no fucking way but knock your heart out kid like i'm thinking this i never realized it fast forward a couple years and i'm like oh yeah Darius rucker like we'll take him we'll take him we'll take him we'll take yeah take them all it's pretty fucking sweet i was just a, i was ahead of the curve a little bit i got a little over my skis but fuck it yo we did uh, it. i mean if you didn't if you didn't have that that blind ambition out, <laughs> yeah for sure also also we be- weird we are doing this all with the four people on or the five people on this screen and the help of Kelly and Katie on the side. They're not even like contracted to help us through Barstool. They're just yeah, sweethearts. Thank you. To they're them. just sweethearts. Yeah, they're they're the best. And they message Dave and I and are like, hey, if we can get you so-and-so, would you want to do it? And Dave and I never say no to any anything or anybody. And I think they uh, like that too. Yeah. And Honestly, like when when we blast this thing off, which is happening, I'm going to w- relish every minute of looking at everybody and saying, "I fucking or we fucking told you so, buddy." My li- my so. Li- my list of names looks like the Dead Sea Scrolls that I'm just gonna run down and be like, "Fuck you, fuck you, you. Oh, suck you my dick." You need to make a video bit of you with an actual scroll. Yep. <laughs> down, just running the names. Can I go back to that Darius Rucker interview real quick? Because I have, yeah. and I'm curious if the fact that me and Johnny had never even heard of Wagon <laughs> once in our life 
ever came. Dude, that I meant to ask about. I didn't get to bring that up. It's uh, I mean, dude, so he came in. He is just one of, you know, when you meet someone that is just smooth as fuck. Yep. He is one of those people that is just, I've, I've met a ton of celebrities. We've all met a ton of celebrities. Some are fucking the biggest nerds ever. And you're just yep. like, how is this person famous? Like, yep. it just doesn't make sense. He could be bagging groceries and you would meet him and you'd just be like, that is a cool motherfucker. He probably pulls so much ass. He probably has the coolest fucking friends. Probably rides a Harley. Uh, <laughs> probably like <laughs> probably got know. flames on the side of his car. Yeah, dude. Probably he, has he, tactical Oakleys. He walked, in, he walked in. He had these rattlesnake cowboy boots on that were the fucking sexiest boots <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. I immediately was like, hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he saw Glenny. He saw Glenny, and he's just like started like shaking his head, laughing. It was like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Uh, just, just he's just he's just the coolest. He's fucking coolest guy. Of all coolest the celebrities, that, of all the celebrities that you've met, who is the, like the smoothest dude you've met? Is it Bruno Mars? Because I feel like Bruno Mars is just like. Yeah, he's got to be there for you, Dante. He he just reeks cool. Yeah. That's a fucking great question. I, I don't want to answer that and be wrong and be like, no, actually, it was so-and-so. Just give me a little bit to think on that. Take your time. But, uh, no, we got the great interview with Darius Rucker coming up. None of us have heard it so far. So, Dante's the only one. I haven't heard happened. it. I was working, not working, well, kind of working, kind of not. I was having fun, but I had popahops.org. Shout out to them, all those listening. Awesome uh, cancer benefit that I work with. Um, 16-inch softball tournament, which many of you listening probably doesn't even know exists. Um, it's like playing with a beach ball on your bare hands. But uh, anyways, go donate. That's why I missed the Darius Rucker interview. Great reason to miss it. David, That's Eddie, a decent reason. Shout out. I, I was this close to leaving my second game and just darting up to the smokeout just to hop in. Shout out Dave and Eddie. They have done a great job. Um, who are the guys, Dave, that had it that I met? Great guys. Uh, Mark, Mark, Marty, Liam, and Dave. Yeah, I met two of them, and uh, great guys. Yeah. But just seeing seeing how this it's a great fucking cause. Seeing how it's grown year over year over year, and Dave and Eddie are show up every year. They promote the shit out of it every year. Shout out to you guys, Dave. It's a really good job you guys do. Shouts out. Um, we got a lot to talk about before we get into the interview, and there's something I want to start with that. I think we're kind of missing the headline on. I want to talk about the Jason Aldean controversy. He put out this song called uh, Try This in a Small Town, I think is the name of the song. Um, Am I wrong here? And there's been a lot of controversy that's been stirred up, and a lot of people have retorted. The gist of the song is that, you know, it, it the music video has all the videos of like the 2020 like summer riots and things like that, and just a bunch of like newspaper articles and stuff, and People have come back and said, Jason, write your own songs. You're a loser. You're a bigot. All this stuff. We're missing the fact that this song fucking sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a bad song. It's a bad video. And we're, we're, we're missing the plot here. It's just really bad. Can I just say I haven't heard the song or seen the video, and I agree oh, with you. Oh, buddy. I agree yeah. with you 100% because <laughs> it's country music. He's a modern country artist, right? <laughs> Yes. It's fucking it uh guess what it sucks. Johnny, can I tell you that if you were like 
I'm going to imagine what this song sounds like, and I'm going to imagine what the video looks like. You'd be right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I know it. I know it. You kn- this is a song that is audio porn for Fox News dads. That's all it really is. It's it's, <laughs> it's the loud like- minority bitching with the loud minority on both sides. Nobody actually gives a fuck. No, about but can I song. say can I say that though? Is that like the loud minority being like, I can't believe they're trying to cancel Jason Aldean. I haven't met one liberal person who even knew the song existed. <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny, 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 funny you bring that up. I brought this up with my group of friends. I'm writing this blog about the whole situation. Aldean addressed it this weekend in Cincinnati. He got, he had a show and I mean, he's, it is big news. Like you can laugh about it all you want, but he was pretty deep in the weeds last week with being canceled and he fought back and obviously both sides fucking separated and got their pitchforks going and, you know, everyone's yelling at each other now, which everyone loves to do. But Aldine got on stage and he was like, you know, cancel culture is a real thing, which it is. And he said, you know, I saw something beautiful last week. Um, People rallied around and came together and made this song number one, which I think it was number one for like half a day. But uh, to to Colin's point, it's, it, it is what it is. It's not a great song by any means. But I think the song by itself, and this is what I was writing about, is one thing. The song, when you watch the music video, is an entirely different thing. So 100%. I was when this when this controversy all came out last week. I was driving, so I put it. Up, I pulled it up on my phone. And I listened to it, and I was like, "What the fuck are people mad about? Right. This isn't that bad." Then. Later on, when it started getting bigger and bigger, I watched the video and I was like, e, I can kind of see like, and to me personally, it's just those images are just to me, the ugliest time I've yes. ever lived through. Yep. Same. Like those, those two years. Uh, and we had, Dave knows we had two really bad riots here in Chicago. Same in Philly. Uh, right out, right outside my door. Um, I saw all that shit with my own eyes and being reminded of that set to tone that wasn't, it was basically threatening, uh, gave off an entirely different connotation. And about that connotation that like, if you watch the video and I've seen the statistics on it, it's like over 60% of the video clips in that is from Europe. It's not even from fucking the U.S. Like that's wait, what? are you are you sure about that? Because Aldine made another comment today, and he said every single piece of footage in the music video is real, and it's not oh, it's like fabricated. The smash and grabs and stuff like that. That was in London and some other stuff like that. Like, but, sorry, to, can I interrupt? Can you just? I still don't actually quite know what the concept. He's saying like the riots would only happen in liberal cities, like try no, So yeah. Johnny, Johnny, look up the hook. Look up the hook right now. It's basically like if you spit in a cop's face, you think you're cool. Uh, like try that stuff, like on on my side of town, and like you'll find out real quick. Tough, tough guy. Tough guy. Yeah. If what you, I really don't, what I really don't like about this in, in general is that this is following a playbook that I think both sides are using now, where they're trying to go the other side into canceling them, so that their own side goes. We gotta back this. We gotta we gotta sell these tickets so these liberals will learn. It sounds like fucking marketing. 
Yeah, it is. It's all it is. Because he's not so... going to be actually canceled, right? Like it's not. No. It's not like he can't actually be put in jail or like have his career totally destroyed. It right? is so funny that you say this, and funny in a way that uh, I mean that you really know your shit. Because I was talking about my friend about this last night. You know about the Streisand effect? Yes, yeah, it's yeah. exactly the Streisand effect. It's exactly... that's where the song comes on and I turn it off. no it's where like you just said it's created controversy for the purpose of boosting sales boosting ticket sales boosting plays what are you saying kenny i said what does ken dog always say man any press any press press is good press press. but here's my trips me out though real quick is that like not to bring up a sore subject but he was the one playing during the vegas shooting Yes. So, like, when you're like, try this in a small town, you're like, you're not the right person to be saying that, brother. Yeah. That's that's a fucking. That's a good point. That's a really fucking good point, man. But this all runs into something that I've been tweeting about the last couple of days that is just irking me. It's in my fucking crawl. And I'm watching Jack White argue with Tulsi Gabbard on Twitter. And I'm watching Jason (laughs) is and I'm watching Jason Isbell. Do do not fucking say anything bad about Jack White or I will leave this podcast, (laughs) dude. He's a goddamn American hero invented the blues. Let me finish here. (laughs) So you got you got Jack White going at Tulsi Gabbard. You got fucking Jason Isbell, who I love dearly, but just can't stop with the Twitter fingers going at, at Jason Aldean saying like, hey, Jason, if you're so tough, why don't you try writing your own songs? Okay, well, then come at every country artist. Okay, they all nobody writes their own songs. That's a loser comment. What I'm getting at here is you're all fucking losers stop it you're losers like you're just nerds you're nerds yelling at each other stop like please for the love of god uh, so here was how i tied my whole blog in together not to spoil it but i said what is different about this song other than that it's by a shit-kicking redneck what is it it falls under the same fucking argument we've been arguing of since the beginning of time and that's music censorship Mm. music is music music is an art form art is intended to rile up emotions in people be it happy pleasing loving or angry and and insightful it's that's art if it doesn't fucking it, it doesn't bring up some kind of emotion it's not art so whether you love it or hate it this is art and dude we've been we've been having this argument since like a hundred years ago like with the elvis shit elvis was profane elvis was too sexual had to be canceled get him off the fucking air get him off tv then it was you know the nwa shit these lyrics are too fucking you know violent blah, 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 blah. it's like okay now we're we're still arguing about the same shit it's just plug and play like yep. people wake the fuck up Get well, the I, fuck over it. I want to capitalize on the Jason Aldean controversy. Kenny and Johnny, I want you on board with me with this. I mm. want to do a liberal retort, and I want to write a song called If You Want My Gun, Come Kiss Me For It. <laughs> Are you in? Oh, 100% I'm in. Have you seen <laughs> that's of Jason Aldean in a dress with makeup, and it's like, try that in a small town. And he's like, <laughs> that's what I want to do. Call it, that's funny, but I... Like I, I'm not, I'm not trying to like shit on your joke or your fun idea here, but like that is kind of part of the problem is that like that's the only thing that people are thinking about now for music is like how can I 
rile up some group of people yes. to get some eyeballs on my song. And so I agree with what Dante is saying. It's like art, that is one definition of art and that, but I think a better definition or something like, it, it's like, what is the art aspiring to? And I think if you look the music that stood the greatest test of time, the closer the art goes towards like aspiring to God. And I use that word like very, very broadly, like not right, even right, in right. a religious sense, but like to the highest ideal, let's say the, the more that that music has a long and lasting impact. So like if all you're trying to rile up is like the base emotions of human beings in hate or whatever, like you'll get a reaction, but it's going to be, a shit reaction and it's and it's will be short lived because those emotions are so quick. Well, from that point of view though, like I started this conversation at, it's a shitty song. So yeah. if you want to make a quick buck off of a shitty song, then call it it make it a Kyle Rittenhouse anthem like he did. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's really all it is. Like th- we're not talking about the fucking white album here. We're talking about a shitty throwaway country song that he's like I can go number 1 if I make this about liberals. You know what I mean? Like it's it, this is all a fucking terrible Simpsons as But it's joke. because every good. fucking artist these days works for a major label that works for like an arm of the Republican or Democratic Party slash some big fucking bank corporation. It's just it, like that's what we're getting. What, we're getting what we what everyone kind of deserves. You know, it's all it's also I don't expect any of you guys to to know this, but this has also been Aldine's M.O. since Trump left office. He right. has been. This has been his agenda, and that's double burdening anybody who he even like considers uh, being anti-American or it's so boring, non-conservative, and his wife too. I mean, they're just so like everything they claim to hate about the left, they're equally Doing. guilty of. Is he right. today's version of Toby Keith, like post 9-11? No, no, because that was patriotic. Like that right. was no, no, that no. Was, fuck that, that shit, dude. Go listen to some of that those old Toby <laughs> Keith things where he's I like agree. put a boot in your ass around the time right. of like uh, Abu Ghraib prison prison and everything. Johnny, I, I agree, but it was there was something to rally around. Like it was nationalism, but there was a big thing to actually rally around. It wasn't like it was just I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know that the those that shit. I get it. Like there was a reaction in a country because there was an attack, and there was like everyone like let's come together. But you go look at that shit now, twenty whatever years later, it did not fucking age well because we conducted a fucking illegal war and murdered you know million civilians, and we got this fucking. All right, Johnny, keep 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 talking like that, Johnny. Try that in my small town. Keep talking like that. See how it goes. All right, Johnny. Johnny, I have worse news for you. You go to ninety percent of country bars, you're gonna hear that song played. I do. I live. I live here. I know about I it. I know. That's like no, saying no, no, like, no, no, no. Don't sell me on that shit. You've never heard Wagon Wheel. You don't. You don't know. You don't. You don't Wagon know. Wheel is a song. It's a Canadian. It's Canadian music. Okay, let's just agree on that. Our guest made. Our guest made it big. <laughs> He's from South Carolina. I'm just joking. I I don't know. Um, no, I do. I know what you're saying. That, but I just think like. It's disingenuous. It's, it comes from a bad place. I think good music ultimately and good things come from a place of love. All the great music sure. comes from love to a highest ideal. This shit, if they're right, if he's like making some fucking tough man argument about this, that, and about it's politically oriented it's like to sell lame. things, like fuck it, you know? Like, I mean, wa- like, like WAP. Right. Yes. Like, no, what that's high art. 
Right. <laughs> That's in the Smithsonian. Dave, how many playlists have you added Try This in a Small Town to? None. It's not completely fucking blows. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It just it just hits me in everything. I just watched a I... music video on mute too because I, I never thought to make that. It's connection. so bad. It's also, it's just too, like Dante said, like that wound is still so fresh in everyone's mind. Yeah, yeah. Of just like, we all just lived through this shit. Like, I don't know. It's just also, also, I it, I feel like it's different being an outsider and talking about it. I'm not, and I'm not saying like, oh, I'm I lived through that, so I, I can talk about it. Whereas Aldine like lives in a compound in Tennessee, in the middle of fucking nowhere, rural America. He's got an army of security guards. Like he wasn't in downtown philly or downtown why didn't, why didn't he call this why didn't he call the song try this in my security compound like i would listen no, to that no I'm, ju- I'm just i'm just saying it's like it, it would be like me it would be like me talking about you know i i don't know like the, the vegas thing like oh i wish i wish the fucking you know vegas sniper tried to pull that shit in chicago like it's just lame it's yeah, it's, it would be like it's the it's the lowest common denominator. Yeah, that's my problem. The video, the video is what just throws it off, though. Like it, yeah. it, it, any redeeming factor, the video throws it off. I don't I know. Agree. We're giving it more attention than it deserves, but it just leads me to the Not me. Argument. I haven't heard it and seen it, and I probably never will. Good, <laughs> so keep it that way, dude. To have this conversation and like make it sound like I have strong opinions about things when I've never heard anything. I respect that. That's how uh, music journalism goes. You don't know anything, you just talk about it, try and get clicks. That's what we're doing here. Fucking um, Pulitzer Prize winner over here, bro. Um, other than that, before we get in the interview, I want to talk about a couple other things. Uh, I'm waiting for Kenny to get back to talk about the one thing because I need him to pull something up. Uh, can I can but- I bring something up? I think you guys will find interesting. There's this guy Rob Abelo. I'm not sure if you follow him on Twitter. He's like a music exec, uh, has an independent label, and he posts basically like industry stats, and he's very like future, like Web three, you know, like that whole new uh, angle on music. And he posted these stats. I haven't verified them, but interesting nonetheless. Rock is having a resurgence. Like we talk about that a lot, right? But here are the stats on it. It's the number two most streamed genre, number nice. one in album sales, and it com- sells physical albums combined more than the next seven genres combined. Is wow. that because of old? Is that because of old people? I mean, I'm sure there's like I don't I don't know exactly the reasons. Probably got to do with the, yeah the type of people that are gonna buy an album versus just stream it. But nevertheless, like it's been growing. For the last five years, and the last stat he posted here is that in terms of a stream share, it went from 14.7 to 17.1% of the stream share, which is really high because yeah. it, it's felt like for a long time, like, oh, you know, it, they've said it every fucking decade, like rock's dead or the guitar music's dead, this, yeah. that, and the other. And this is just some interesting stats showing basically the opposite of that. Well, so this also leads me back to another thing. Is this another thing we were right about? I feel like recently we've been talking about how I think this is there's a change coming and things move in cycles. And I think that, you know, guitar driven or just rock music in general is swinging back around to where it it was maybe 10 years ago. Like, I think that there is a movement towards that. And apparently with no per, like prior knowledge and just gut feeling, there are stats to back up what we've been saying. Suck our dicks. Johnny, what- how much? Johnny, how much of that swing do you attribute to the success of 30 Seconds to Mars? I don't know if they get counted in that. I think that's more like Elvin 
Elven core or something. Now hold on that music. <laughs> hold on a second. I have to bring that is a great point to bring up because I think I found Jared Leto's burner. We got a comment the other day on this clip of us just destroying Jared Leto. And not me. Somebody, me. It was me mostly. I'm not gonna lie. Um, where the fuck is this clip? If they deleted it, I'm gonna be so mad. Oh, here we go. This is in all caps. Sounds like listening to a bunch of guys ate up with jealousy. Jared Leto is a first-class entertainer. He's got class, looks that would kill, an amazing voice, an Oscar-winning actor, amazing creativity, and on and on and on. You've done it again, Jared. Great song that touches the soul and expires expression through movement. Dude, that sounds like someone. Jared, if you want to come on the podcast, just call me. It sounds like someone copy pasted a like a PR agent from the 1980s writing about fucking Frank Sinatra though. I feel like that Jared Leto was laying back on his like reclinable like uh, coffin that he has like his, his vampire <laughs> coffin, oiling himself up and beating his meat at the same time while he wrote that about himself. Jared, if you want to come on the podcast, hit our DMs, dude. We're here. You can oil yourself up while we do it. Dude, I don't give a fuck. You can be a vampire. That's fine. But I read that, and I was so close to commenting back and being like, Jared, we know it's you. Like, just <laughs> chill. Just chill the fuck out. Um, and on and on and on. And on and on and on. What a voice. An incredible actor. And then in parentheses, it says, entertainer. His, jo his Joker wasn't that bad. Guys, relax. And on and on and on. Jared, chill the fuck out, Dude, buddy. I did watch uh watch the, the movie the bad movie he made morbius yeah have you, you watched, watched morbius? that it's, nah, it's uh incredibly good bad i'm trying to uh, dude uh, when that was going viral and everybody was commenting it's morbin time i <laughs> i was in my glory that was the funniest shit in the world to me speaking of movies dave did you see oppenheimer i had michael see it tonight i'm looking for seats they're all sold out still dude i want to see oppenheimer so bad dante you had a pretty Man, review of it. It wasn't that good to you? Dude, it wasn't bad. It just was not. I don't get what everyone is like ra raving about. Um, I think that's why. I was reading all these reviews all weekend and yesterday. So excited to see it because I thought it was literally one of the most important movies of all time. Did not feel like that. Uh it, are you a, are off, you you're a history guy, aren't you? I am, yeah, and I love. I know Dave's I, a big history listen, guy. I love Christopher Nolan. I love learning about stuff I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, obviously, I I had never fucking knew anything about this story uh, going into it, so I was really interested in learning about it. It felt like the informational parts were really fucking fast and kind of all over the place. So. That was kind of difficult to follow. Hold um, on. Let me cut you off right there. So I know a lot of his story already. Like, all right. So, I could... so you'll you'll probably follow along better and you'll know who the various personalities are. And yeah, I'm, I'm, read, I'm, read, I'm reading his I'm reading his biography right now, the American Prometheus, the book that it's based off but, of. But there was I, I I was just in the Chicago office talking to Chief about this. It felt like it was three different movies combined in one because the first part is about his like life and schooling and learning and how he became who he was and how smart he was. Do Second they mention the fact about, do they mention the fact that he got no pussy? 
No, he. There's a lot of tits in this movie. Excuse me. A lot of pussy. There's yeah, boobies a lot in of, this movie. Lot, lot of fucking, lot of, lot of tits in this movie. Whose boobies are in this movie? Uh, I don't know. They weren't that nice, but it oh. was, it was uh, some chick you'll recognize when you see her. But uh, the second part's about the Manhattan Project, which I thought was the coolest part of the whole movie, showing how that all came about and how the government like warp speeded this thing and how crucial it was to not speaking German the rest of our lives. Um, and then they drop, they drop the bomb and then it's like, okay, they're going to put a ball on this and wrap it up. But then it's like this whole new movie starts and it's another fucking hour and something about communism. No. Yeah. And like not a trial, but they basically put this guy through the ringer and, it was just, it was fucking long and it felt drawn out and it, it tried, felt like they were trying to make uh, this whole con- congressional hearing thing more dramatic than it actually was. And I, I don't know. It, it wasn't I, bad. Don't get me I wrong. I can't wasn't wait bad. to see it. I, I, it wasn't I, bad. I, I, I don't want to like belittle the Oppenheimer conversation, but I've been waiting for Kennedy to get back for a very specific reason. There's one more thing we need to touch on before we get into segments. Kenny, can you pull something up for me and share your screen? I got you, baby. Bam Margera just released a diss track at yeah, yeah, Steve-O yeah, yeah, yeah. and the yeah, Jackass yeah, yeah. guys. And I haven't listened to it yet because I want to wait. I wanted to wait for the podcast to do this together. Dude, what, just is, a, funny. Just What's a, the ba- what is the background on this? Really, Bam Margera loves methamphetamine and got kicked off of Jackass and now is apparently making diss track music videos. And I just want to watch this. Feel like Bam. There it is. Is this it? Yeah. You motherfuckers don't understand. I had to ruin my $20 million element career early and retire my jersey. Fuck them all. I, I can never heart a bitch, but I'll heart a gram. I feel like I'm here. I feel like I'm bad. My heart's gone thin. Oh. Like Wait, is this a bad, like, SoundCloud rap song with Bam talking over it? She told me go like when I beat up the box, I ain't no featherweight. I ain't man coming, I ain't no element. She got my jackass from the way that I'm gonna stun on her. Hold on. Where is Bam? I like how that song sounds. Yeah, watch me at the family fun center. I'm on a slip and slide. And I'm naked as shit. And I'm sliding aside. Ten motherfuckers with a dick ten feet wide. Oh, yeah. Woo-dee-woo. Oh, no. Yeah, look what I can do. So drop the mittens in the ring. Double dare not fill. He's gonna be there. So find out if he has the stuff to find out when I'm gonna fuck you up. Just stand back. Yeah, okay. Don't make me I would rather get blasted in the balls on Jackass than have to listen to that again. Don't make that me- is what the dude, that is the Aldine response I was looking for. <laughs> Let's go. But, but at the same time, dude, I mean, he just seems like he's a he's seriously addicted and his life's going through the shitter. Yeah. Like yeah. I basically have sympathy for him. I know he seems like a piece of shit and everything he's doing to the family. I don't even know the details, but like what are you gonna do? Like he's he's a fucking addict. He's like wait he's... wait 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 wait. You guys didn't like that? No, I'm <laughs> saying I loved it. 
Oh my god, that was art. Incredible. Although he's a worse rapper than Easy E. That's for fucking shit. <laughs> I heard somebody with worse rhythm in my life. Did he say I'm at the Family Fun Center? Yeah, on Dude, that sounded like every white kid you went to high school with that called himself a freestyler and at every house party would have two drinks and be like, give me a beat. Yeah. Bro, he's gonna he's gonna sell out yeah. the gathering that of the jugglers. That was so, juggalo rap right there. That was so <laughs> awesome, excruciating. It made the first guy sound really good. Yo, comparison. <laughs> could you imagine just like DMing with like methed out Bam on Instagram, being like, "Hey, you want to be in this song?" He's like, "Can I talk about being naked at a kid center?" And they're like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck." Yo, are we gonna bring sure. Bam on this fucking now that he's a musician? Ooh. Saying, dude, that's how we make. He lives in Westchester. That's where I went to college. It's like literally twenty five minutes away from my house. His venue one time. You played the note. Mm -hmm. I played the note too. Has that little uh, handicap elevator in the back that we took? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, we have more to get into, but I think we should go into the Rucker interview and come out and talk about it. But, um, wow, what a way to go into the interview. Bam Margera, bought naked at a fun center with a dick ten feet wide. (laughs) Naked as shit. Hell yeah, brother. I feel like I just had a Monster Energy Drink logo tattooed on my arm. I didn't even mean to. All right, here we go. Uh, this is our interview with the one and the only Darius Rucker. How you feeling? You feel all right? What's up? It's Dante here at Barstool Backstage. We are backstage at the 2023 Windy City Smokeout. I am with the one and only Darius Rucker and Glenny Balls. Yes, my man. Sitting on on the haystacks here. Uh, Sorry, our digs aren't nicer, but Uh, you know this this is barstool. This is is how you guys do it, man. I love it. Um, So, Glenny's in town. You're in town. Yeah, I know this is like a recurring theme. Are you just following this guy everywhere he goes now? So, Glenny's like is like a bachelor party, and I just try to go where he is because he's always got. Hot girls with him, so I just want to go with Glenny Balls. Darius, <laughs> sadly, I'm on a bachelor party this weekend. It's me and ten dudes. There's no hot girls with us yet. It's currently me and ten guys, and this has been a great way to get away from them. So I'm happy to be here. Oh, good to be here. Did you set this bachelor party up because you knew he was performing? Dude, I did not. We actually, our original plan was to go to the Cubs game tonight, and then I was like, wait, we got Darius Rucker before we Friday night. We're obviously going to fucking. We're obviously going to Darius, and this worked out. I was like, okay, it worked. That out. works out well. Cubs yeah. game tomorrow. Not smoke not. out tonight. Boat Sunday. That's a baseball game every day so yeah, exactly. <laughs> it worked out perfectly so is this your first smoke out no i played here a few years ago i, I, uh, I think four or five years ago we, we played. was that before they moved it over here i got no idea man <laughs> how, how speaking of that how many shows you do a year right now this year's a down year we took it easy this year i think we're gonna do 50 maybe 60 this year like they've there have been some years where we've done close to 200 that those are tough years but uh I don't do that anymore. I'm too old for that. That's bonkers, man. Yeah, how do you? How the hell do you golf when you're on the road that many days a year? Every day. How? <laughs> how? You just find well, somewhere. Hop yeah, on. you just whatever town. You know, I'm up early in the morning anyway. So whatever town we're in, we can always find a golf place to play. I heard that you try to play every single day. Every day, I play five, six days a week. Yes. You never get bored. No, I love the game. You never get bored. Never. I love the game. Every day, I'm excited to get up and go. What play. if I told you this guy played for the first time ever? I did today. I did played you? for the first time today ever, yeah. Ever? A nine-hole course. Did you like it? 
it was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. It was like, like, like I said, there's 12 of us, like eight of us doing like a stupid tournament. Yeah. Me and the Misfits played. And it was pretty fun. The guys behind us were being kind of assholes. Some oh, older dudes yeah. complaining, blah, blah, blah. But it was pretty fun. I hit a few balls in the air, and that was, that was exciting. <laughs> the, like two, two of the nine holes, I did hit some, one of those wedges to the, to, to the putting area. That was a great feeling. One of those wedges. <laughs> like the middle of the fairway, getting it near the, the pin, that was oh, pretty yeah. sick. That was a beautiful so feeling. you going to start playing now. No, I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. Where are you, where'd you come in from? Uh, last night, we were at oh, Dubuque, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. So you drove overnight. We drove overnight. I got here. This is my every. This is my every day. I'll do it tomorrow morning. I finish the show. I get my bus. When I wake up, I'm in the parking lot of a golf course. Every day. That's like it's not a bad life. <laughs> I feel like it's a good way to break up tour too. I mean, like two weeks ago, we were, I was there with Hardy at that uh, Barefoot Festival. Yeah, Hardy. And he was lot, saying, yeah. and he was saying all day, like. We just sat there in the parking lot all day. And then he was saying, you told him you played today. He's like, how the fuck did you do that? I was like, dude, you could have done that. We've been sitting in this parking lot for 10 hours. Oh, absolutely. Doing nothing. I feel like it's a great way to break it up. And like for me, the party's over. You know, I'm not sitting around with a table full of drugs anymore. And, and the party's over. So it's like, I'm up early in the morning. What else am I going to do? Might as well go play golf. It breaks up the day. Yeah, it breaks the day up. Any more? Those statute of limitations expired. You can like. Talk about stuff like that back in the day, or what? I got a book coming out. Let's go talk about Wait, all that. Wait, do you really? Yeah. Not like, what's what's it called? I haven't named it yet, but it's coming out sometime. Did you write it, Ghostwriter? Um, How'd that work? Oh, we wrote it, and it's everything. I tell I tell the story. Fuck yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Has this like is this breaking news? I guess why why my manager was probably mad at me for even saying it. I love it. It's a good Darius. teaser. It's a good teaser. A Darius Rucker. Authorized autobiography. I will buy the shit out of that. There's some funny stuff in there. It's going to be the second book I'll ever read. <laughs> second book. First one's a Don Rickles autobiography. This is going to be my second. This is going to be my second. I love Glary Balls. I love Darius Rucker. Dude, I got to ask you something that has been plaguing me since the day I saw it. I think it was like 10 years ago at this point. But was your interaction with Daryl Hall on Daryl's house as awkward as it appeared on the actual show. It was awkward for me because I was such a fangirl. Me I, too. Yeah, I was Until like... Until I saw that episode. I tried not to be a fangirl, and, but I was. I mean, he was... He's, he's a legend, and when he opened his mouth to sing, I couldn't believe he could still sing that great. It's unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable. And I'm a singer. I do this for a living. And he opened his mouth, and I went, are you kidding me? And it was awkward, but it was great. I'd, I'd do it again. I had fun. Like, honestly, one of the best shows ever. And then when they had you on, I, I think that's the best episode of one of the most slept on series well, thank of all you. time. Well, thank you. You, had, you singing Hall & Oates songs oh, with so Daryl Hall was like... When he agreed to do You've Lost That Love and Feeling, I was so happy. I don't know if you've seen this. I, I have so not. Happy. I have not. It was, a, was it MTV2? No, I don't know what it was all, man. I think, I it, think was, it was PBS or something. Dude, it was, I think it was like MTV2. It was Daryl's house. He it's would so have, good. He would have musicians on, and they would rock out yeah. in his basement with his house band, and then they would cook. Yeah, always food. These guys did like a crawfish boil or something like that. Exactly. Hey, I remember. Yeah, good day. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a monster fan, man, monster fan. Not to the stalking level that Glennie is. I'm not a stalker, dude. We just happen to be in the same place. Just, coincidentally. Cool people end up in the same yeah. places. See, that's why we haven't like, seen you. Like literally, like literally, literally, when he texted me on Tuesday, he was like, you want to interview Darius with me for 15 minutes on Friday? I was like, he's going to think I'm a stalker, but yeah, I will. That's literally said. He was like, run it by his people, make sure they're not 
like freaked out that <laughs> I'm there again. I literally saw him two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. I wanted, I proposed starting off just you and I and then having him knock on the door and walk in. Like that would have been perfect. Like, no, no. <laughs> that would have been perfect. That's my boy GB right there. <laughs> so what's what's coming to Chicago like for you? Oh, it's, I love it here. I, I, you, is I, that just one of those years. canned answers? No, nah, I've been coming here for years. I, I belong to a golf course here. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I love it. I love Chicago. Dude, man. you might have a problem. Oh, golf, I have a problem. You I'm, might have a problem. It's, I'm addicted, yeah. You're a member at courses. How often you come here? Oh, God, I probably get to play the course once a year, baby. <laughs> That's fucking but awesome. But I'm a member. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's the goal right there. That's the goal. So when you come to Chicago, what are your, besides golf at your country club, what are your must-dos? Oh, the food's great. You know. It's the best. It's, it's a great food city. Uh I love going to the game. I love going to the games. I love Soldier Field. I love Wrigley. You know, um, uh, Chicago's just, it's got everything. There's, every time you come here, there's something to do. It's not, you're never looking for something to do because there's something to do. What is, what's going to happen when you look out from on stage and you look down to your lower left and you see this fucking, this fucking moon face I'm staring back at you? I'm officially playing the whole show for Glenny Balls. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's a dedicated I'm concert. Dedicated concert. This show to Glenny Balls. Thank you. I'm playing for GB. Appreciate All right, that. you heard it here first. This show's dedicated to GB. <laughs> we're gonna let you go because we're getting yelled at to wrap up. But it has been the biggest pleasure, great man. To see you, man. You're the Absolutely. best. Always Thank you so much. You, Looking forward to watching Always. you perform. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you guys for having me. All right, so that was Darius Rucker Pick. Thanks to Bunny Balls for sitting in on that one. Go see Darius on tour. Listen to all his music. Kenny and Johnny, maybe listen to Wagon Wheel. Get cultured. Uh, let's go in on the list, off the list. Uh, I'll start. Uh, my own list is Doja Cat. I don't know if you guys saw the big thing with her. She basically told her fans to all fuck themselves. Uh, she went online and was basically like, I don't like my fans. Because she has a crazy rabid fan base. And she was like, I don't like my fans. She lost 250,000 followers in a day. <laughs> what a move, dude. And then she went on an Instagram Live and snorted Coke on the Instagram Live. Good for her. Why doesn't Rock she like roll. them? Did she, did she say why she doesn't like them? I don't know. I think her fans are just nuts. She has like one of those like Stan armies. And I think that she was just like, dude. You guys are nuts. I think, or she might just be fucking with people. I don't know. But I, she went on. She, I like that. That's a that's a power move. It is a power move. She went on IG live and she was like, "You guys are crazy." And then goes off camera and you just hear a ripple line of coke. And then she comes back on. She's like, "You guys, you guys are crazy." And everybody, <laughs> everybody was commenting like, "Oh my god, did she think we didn't notice?" Of course she thought you noticed that she did coke and you're talking about it. So you're literally feeding into it. She seems to have her fan base by the balls, and I think it's kind of funny. Um, Dave, why don't we go with you? Who's on your list? I'm going to go with Slightly Stupid. Kenny, try to talk shit about Slightly Stupid. I never would, you stupid bitch. I love (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to see them Friday with uh, uh, Rome and Atmosphere. Atmosphere is fucking so good. I love Atmosphere. Yeah, they're awesome. Eighth grade. That's fucking crazy how long he's been around. I know. Oh, yeah. It gives you lemons. Friday, and I can't fucking wait. Slightly Stupid is a band that will be able to tour forever. They are a forever yeah, tour yeah. band. Once you have that niche genre of like the beachy weed summer music, you're pretty much good to go. That whole scene, <laughs> man, they've just built. It's yeah, like you're saying, lifelong career. They don't even have to do anything else. It's just no. to, to be honest, this podcast was kind of built off of that scene. I feel like a lot of our early guests were like, shout 18, out Rob Picaro. Rob Picaro, uh, dude. 
I shot him a text the other day. Um, I got to follow up with him still, but uh, he is not going to be there. But yeah, mm. he's uh, he's an OG, like first fucking five episodes. Colin and I started this shit. Dude, you know, he he texts me every time a Philly team plays a Boston team in anything and tries to gamble with me. He's like, you want to put money on this? Or he'll <laughs> just text me after the Sixers play the Celtics and I'll be like, LOL. And I'll just text him back and be like, fuck yourself, you goddamn <laughs> loser. Get out of here. He's also he's mailing me baby Jordans because his son grew out of his Jordan. So he's mailing me a bunch oh, of look baby at that. Jordans. He's the man, dude. Love Rob. I think he just had another kid too. He just sent me a picture of his kid recently. I believe you're right. I believe I am right. Uh, shouts out Rob. Shouts out Slightly Stupid. And uh, tell them I want to meet Miles and the crew backstage to interview them beforehand if you're listening, Rob. Thank you. Ooh. We can That'd be awesome. That happen. Um, Kenny, I have who's a on whole your bag list? of weed for them if they want. Uh, you have a whole bag of weed? Yeah, specifically safe for them so I can smoke with them one day. I'm sure it'll, compared to what they smoke, it's probably ass. No, I know. That that would be a worry. You want to hear a funny <laughs> weed story that we we brought up the other day at our house? Uh, on tour, when you're crossing the border, the TMs are always like, don't bring weed across the border. Right? Oh. One time I actually listened to them and I put weed. We were at a hotel, like on the border of Canada. And you know those like little fire hose attachment things out of the side of the building that split to a mm-hmm. I took off the cover and I shoved some weed in there. I was like, I've crossed this border many times at this place. Maybe I'll be able to get it or whatever on the way back. Didn't happen. Like six months later, I had a buddy who I just saw on tour was crossing the border the other direction. And I go, yo, stop at this hotel, go to the West wall, grab open this up and you'll find a bag. <laughs> the weed. Not only did he get the weed when he got back to LA, he smoked some with me. I was like, full circle, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> what? That's fucking funny. Fucking fantastic. That's story. amazing. Yeah. True story. True story. International oh, drug deals. Let's go. I got a random on the list. The fucking mighty, mighty Boston's. Yo, let's go. They, for some reason, in the past two weeks, have been listening nonstop to that fucking first record. And it takes me back to 1994 Clueless fucking soundtrack. Yep. Epic house party vibes. Like, yo, I don't care who you are, where you are, how old you are. When you put that shit on, you're like, dun 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 dun, bump bump, dun dun dun. So good, dude. That's ultimate feel good music. Like, no matter who you are, what kind of music you like, that's just perfect. Like, King. guys, brass. They, I'm telling you, any band that has brass in it, fucks. It's your you fucking boy, trombone. dude. Trombone, sax. They, it elevates everything. Well, he had a little bit a- southern there. Trombone, sax. Yeah. <laughs> Give we me have a, a fucking give me a trombone, will you? Jason yeah, Aldean just Jesus. put a fucking saxophone in that song. That'd have been so yeah. If, yo, could you imagine if he had like a careless whisper saxophone solo in the middle of "Try This in a Small Town"? Opportunity. Oh man, <laughs> uh, we have we have a song. We have a song on the new record that I randomly just wanted a trumpet solo in, and my buddy who cuts my hair actually, my buddy Greg is a great trumpet player and he couldn't make it to the studio the day of. And so I'm listening back to this like board mix of like one of the new songs. I forgot randomly in the scratch vocal. I just went trumpet solo and it's just pushed back in the fucking mix. And I want to keep it in there. Even when the fucking trumpet solo was in there, I just want that like quietly said in the background. It's going to be <laughs> fucking great. Uh, Johnny, who's on your list. So I'm going to Rome in like a month and I've been listening to a bunch of Italian music. Dante will know this one. Do you guys know this track? Is it Zucchero? That track, it's he's like a Neapolitan, I think, or Sicilian, uh, like twenties, thirties, forties songwriter. 
they, there's a famous remix you guys have probably heard at a it's club. Song, it's like Papa Americano. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh! that's what, the original of it is so fucking cool as a track, like these old Neapolitan and uh, like Sicilian songs. So I'm just going like on this deep rabbit hole of like old 1950s Neapolitan songs, like is these that love songs. Better than the Jersey Shore version? <laughs> Could it be better? I don't know how it could. Johnny, yeah. did you make that reso at Lavaletta like I told you? I haven't made the reservation yet, but I've got I've got it on my list to do. I need to do it. You're staying you in Rome, you said? You got to make it. You won't get in. Okay, yeah. Thank, I, I appreciate you reminding me, man. I, I regret making Rome my last stop on my honeymoon because by the time I got to Rome, I was so fucking fried that I didn't even like fully grasp how awesome it was. Like we were, just, I think we were both just kind of like, we need to get the fuck out of Italy. We're dead. Like we've been traveling for like two and a half weeks. So we need to go home. I want to go back and do Rome and actually like do Rome. You know what I mean? Um, fuck yeah, shouts out Italy. Uh, my off the list is Drake. Uh, have you been watching any of his tour highlights? Can I put someone on the list? Oh shit, Dante, I'm sorry. You were just talking. I forgot. Fuck my bad. Asshole. On your list. On your list. My bad. I'm sorry. That's my bad. On my list is White Sox, Dave. Uh, oh. I I praised him last week, but he wasn't here, and he doesn't watch our show, so he didn't hear it. So I'm just gonna say it again. Uh, Good play on it. He did an unbelievable job at Smokeout. Uh, our last interview of the weekend was with Dylan Scott, and Dave absolutely roasted the shit out of him. It was fucking hilarious. I can't wait till the interview comes out. Like I said, we were watching him perform and his show got, or the interview got pushed back till after the show, which actually could not have worked out better because we sat there and Dave was taking notes in his phone the whole show. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to grill the fuck out of this guy after the show, (laughs) (laughs) which he did, including asking him about contributing to uh delinquency of minors uh by drink by drinking with them it was it was fucking great so good job white Sox, dave he played into it really well i'm good at biggest turnaround of any podcast ever because this whole thing this the stuff you were cutting from the beginning was just dante talking shit to dave to ending up with him being on his list i love that it's a story of redemption i said this a hundred times when you get White Sox Dave in person, he is an all-time it's interviewer. So much fucking better. I'm good it's at so it much person. better, dude. You, you are unbelievable. Up, you can in person. pick up non-verbal cues, like on on if they're comfortable, if they're willing to give it back and shit. And he was fucking around with the crowd during his show. I'm like, we're gonna be able to have fun with this guy, and he was awesome. He was awesome in the interview. He was awesome on concert. Um, one more guy I want to Larry Fleet, fucking. He was the best guy we saw all weekend. I thought he was, I heard so he was awesome, good, and badass, incredible. But I mean, for the guy, I'd never heard of him before. He was fucking so good. So Dude, good. we have not talked about this yet, even in the group chat. Me and Dante had a call with Lollapalooza. There we go. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that yet. I was gonna hit up the uh, little stranger guys and see if they could, like, you know, leave me on a guy if that's even doable there. Because yeah, for a small, oh it's, for, oh, it's doable because KFC Radio snaked us, and uh, they're doing a shoot there uh, one of the days. With, yeah, but they, what's the band? What's the band? I don't even fucking oh. remember. But I, I will say this: 
we had a great call with the Lollapalooza people. Like, that was actually oh, a really yeah. good call. He, so Jeff came by with his team uh, to John Boy on Saturday night. I met him. They came Did by he? after Pitchfork. Yeah, he could not be a nicer guy. Their their whole office watches our show, knows about everything we do, knows everyone we've had on. He was like, yeah, I brought up that I had a Zoom with you guys in the whole office knew everything about Barstool backstage. He was like, I was the only one out of the loop. He was like, so apparently you guys are doing a really good job. And I was like, That's dude, good. that feels fucking pretty good to know. Pretty weird. It's pretty weird it's that awesome. all these people at these these like uh, record labels and like PR places know who we are. It's fucked up. It's That's weird. Awesome. It's awesome. I'm, I love it. But hopefully we get to do something with them. And if not, set it up for next year and just blow it the fuck out. Um, my off the list is Drake. I think he thinks this is a comedy tour. Like he's on stage every night, just like basically doing stand up around these songs. Like I, there's something about Drake at this point that's getting old to me, and I I don't know what it is. It, it, it's entertaining, but like uh, at the same, I thought I th- I thought so, and then I went and saw him, and was it awesome? He's, he's fucking dude. He, I want to I. I don't want to say this because I sound like White Sox Dave or Kenny. I want to hate the guy. Yeah. But I, you, you can't. He, It is insane how many fucking smash hits this guy has. He's the biggest artist in the last 20 years. Like, let's not do he isn't. Every song he does, it's like, oh, my God, this was, a fu- this was a fucking monster hit 10 years ago. Oh, this was a monster hit nine years ago. It's like crazy. How fucking many big songs this guy has. One of the big- I love Drake. I love Drake. I love Drake. But like watching the tour and like the girl throws the the giant bra on stage and he yeah. picks it up. It was actually great comedic timing. And he was like, he picks up the bra, looks at it. It looked like he sniffed it. And I was like, oh, God damn, this guy's weird. And then he was like, 32 G, find this woman immediately. <laughs> that was that was funny. I like that one. But like somebody threw a vape on stage and then he was like standing there. He just and he was got like, an offer from Playboy, I guess. Dude, I saw that. The the chick with the, yeah. the giant boobies, they yeah. uh, Playboy hit her up and was like, this is the third time I said boobies on this podcast. This is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm still saying Drake's off my list. Also, he did that interview with that girl, Bobby Altoff, or whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah, where, what? Where, where did, did that this girl come, come from? from? Yeah, yeah, where did How this did girl come from? Drake? Yeah. What was what was that about? Was she trying to like troll him? Is that her gimmick? What's she, going on with her? That? I looked into this because she's had three podcast episodes, and her third guest was Drake. Her second guest was our boy Armani White. Once again, early. Uh, three episodes in, and you're getting Drake in the bed. What's what, so? Are- what's her what's her story, Colin? She's like a mom influencer. Like she does like stuff about being a mom on TikTok. How so? How the fuck did she get Drake? I don't know, but somebody powerful must be behind the scenes pulling some strings. But what? Mom, so her the whole mom Illuminati, her, dude. The, the her whole thing the, was she was like grilling him. No, she's like deadpan, kind of like Zach Galifianakis, like between but two ferns, kind of a vibe. How much money right. do you just give somebody and it not affect your finances? And he's like, whatever. And she, she's like, <laughs> will you give me that money? And she, he's like, yeah. And she's like, do you carry cash like that around? And he goes, yeah. For what? For when this happens? It's like a weird. Like exchange, you know? Yeah, I, it's very Gen Z. It's very, very, very Gen Z. And I mean, I think, dude, I think he's funny like that, though. I yeah. think he has like that. I think obviously he has to play it super cool whenever he's in public and all that. But I think behind closed doors, I think he's 
I, I think that's how he is. I think he's like a smart ass. He's a very smart entertainer, though. Like he always knows what the next button to push is to keep his career rolling. Like that, that to me has always been impressive about Drake, either the, like the artist that he puts on or the waves that he jumps on or the interviews that he does. He's really good at finding who's hot and then just riding it. He's good at it. Yep. Can't blame him. Still up shout, out, shout out, Caleb. Shout out, Caleb. Uh, <laughs> Dave, who's off your list? Off my list, um, humidity. It's fucking like 95 and humid in summer in Chicago right now. Are you guys getting rain? No, it's it's like it's Yesterday. mid it's mid upper nineties all week. You here. know when you guys talk shit about me complaining about winter? Uh huh. This is how I feel now about Dave complaining about the twelve days of summer Chicago gets. But <laughs> dude, no, I'm not complaining. I'm it's the humidity, the heat. Give it all to me. The humidity, you can't even fucking breathe outside. I got back from a jog at seven in the morning today and started puking. That's not so easy. You you puked after a job, Yes. No, I didn't. I fell asleep at like midnight on my couch watching uh, some Soviet Union documentary. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you got residual. Uh, what's that place called? Chernobyl effects. You got some. Um, Kenny, who's off your list? Get. Uh, mine's kind of dumb, but yo, know, the cost Get. of AK. So just the cost of day oh. general fucking way off my list. I've done enough research to know that generally, generally speaking across the board, it's about 16 to 1800 per kid per month for daycare. Jesus. I've got twins. How does anybody afford that? How does anybody fucking pay for that? That's insane. And there's like, California has no, you know, parent allotment for daycare, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just crazy. You're talking 3600 a month per, for kids? Daycare? For for an idiot to watch your kid. Dude, it's, it's fucking nutty, dude. Fuck daycares. I, although my kids start next week, so. Just yeah. put them in a cage like the rest of us do, dude. They're in a cage right now. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, fuck that. Uh, Johnny, who's off your list? Mine's also kind of a silly one, but it's even more offensive than Kenny's. Uh, restaurants that say elevated X cuisine, like <laughs> especially Mediterranean, Greek, or even Italian food. Like something about this. I, I don't know what it is. I've been like theorizing about this all month. Like, I don't know if it's Instagram that's killing restaurants or what. Like there's just something going on where everyone feels that just making good food's not enough now. So they have to start, and it's like this word elevated. I see it on every fucking restaurant you look at. It's like elevated Greek cuisine. It's like, shut it's the fuck up. Elevated. All you've done is elevate the price of it, yeah. and you're still making shit food. Did the it's, word elevate replace the word artisanal? Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Uh, which is art is anal, by the way. Yeah, is right. the only way I can hear that word. <laughs> couldn't, agree more, couldn't agree more, Johnny, as usual. You're I've right. been a I've been on a big elevated Mexican food kick and it's Taco Bell. I dude, fuck it, Taco Bell is so. You know cool. what the I, thing I, is? Know. Like, I get what they're saying with elevated. Like, we're making slightly fancier. Like, if it's elevated, you don't need to say it's elevated. Right. We get yep. it. You you've you've gone and taken some kind of cuisine and you've made you've done like a good version of it. Like, I've, I've, don't also, say it. I've got also Go also the ethnicities that Johnny just rattled off. The fact that people will charge $30 for a plate of macaroni. Yep. Or, I mean, we're yeah, talking about... It's astonishing, about dude. We're talking about peasant food. Yes. That is literally the most basic ingredients ever. 
and people yeah. because it's elevated as johnny said people will fucking put these menu prices on it and then other people will pay it. it's fucking mind-boggling. also it's it's like it's food it's not made uh where did i go recently i went to a greek restaurant here that actually ended up being good because it was greeks running it and you could tell they were just like making it for greeks there's something about when people try to make food for other people where they're trying to like well let's we got to convince them to like this it's like no just make it well and people will like the food as it is right. like there's so much trickery involved in all of it the you funniest know, part about all go ahead kenny i say i'll get elevated first and go to a taco bell and have a great time it's hell yeah <laughs> i'm i'm i'm, replacing I'm ripping up the cheesy the woody the crunch i'm replacing my off the list with taco bell because they brought back the nacho fries then they took away the nacho fries don't subtract just add if they get rid of the mexican pizza i'm i'm killing it oh it's gone it's about to be gone no dude i'm telling you i think it's i think it's smart because you leave something on the menu, it gets played out. If you're mm. constantly bringing stuff back and taking it off, yeah, people are people get excited and, and go, yeah. I will say this too to piggyback off that argument. It's so funny that like there's these elevated Italian restaurants or elevated whatever. Dante, what are the best spots in the world? It's the hole in the wall. It's been run yeah, by the exactly. same old guy well, unless, for like seventy yeah. years. Well, for you and me, and then you get these like I want. I don't want to turn this into a food conversation, but Johnny, I'll tell you what's. It's not Instagram that's killing the food industry. It's these dick rider fucking people that worship eater and infatuation and these right, other right. accounts that have these hot lists with all the hot new restaurants and these people that will only go to these new restaurants and oh yeah it's flavor of the month it's this place is brand new so it's hot for fucking four or five months and then the new place opens and nobody goes to it anymore and also and these, it, but it's like the the emphasis on like all those places when they're talking about a restaurant like it begins with like a picture of a fucking drink with uh you know like a fucking chipotle lime sugar rim on it which is great i like a fucking fancy drink but like it's got to start with the food otherwise it's not a fucking restaurant it's a bar yeah it's fine. Yeah. Like all these things are cool. You can have fancy design. You can have Instagrammable walls and shit. You got to have good fucking food first. That's the end of my fucking soapbox about food. <laughs> One of the bars that I work at is, is the most Instagrammable restaurant of all time. I'm not lying. It's like a TikTok phenomenon. And we had, we've been running this Barbie pop-up for the past like week, which has just absolutely destroyed my life for the last week. Can, we know. No, what I was going to say was, in the midst of that, just this absolute domination and anal raping that I experienced this past week, I got my my boy Steve, one of the one of the waiters, comes over and he goes, "Yo, we have food critics at sixty three. Can you make sure this looks perfect?" As I'm literally drenched in sweat, and I literally out loud said, "You're telling me these motherfuckers came in here in the middle of the Barbie pop up," and I looked at him and I said. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking this drink up. I don't what give is that? a shit. Is, there's some saying about critic. You know, it's like those who can't do teach and then those who can't teach are critic. I, I forget what it's something. And those, those who lines. can't do any of it have a podcast about it. That's and that's true. what we're doing here. Did anybody <laughs> see the South Park episode where when Yelp became a big thing, everybody became. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. like, mm, your finest table, please. Mm, I'm a food critic. And they're just like a Yelper. <laughs> yeah. If you go on Yelp, you should be you know, run butt naked through the streets like fucking Cersei Lannister. That's my opinion. If you're a Yelp critic, you are just an absolute piece of shit. Dude, I, I saw say, it. Oh, gosh, I, I, will, ahead, I will say something. It's, I I hate it 
I fucking think it's the worst, but it is actually important. You'd be surprised how many people use it and rely on it when they travel. So I have, I have a rule. I have a personal rule. I only use it to write positive stuff. If I go to a place and it's fucking awesome and it's awesome service, especially if it's new and they need the reviews, yes. I will leave a positive review. I now, will. I'm not a piece of shit that slams it. Yeah, I have a question here. They're serving food that's literally making people sick. Just let. Yes. Like, they're gonna fail if they're not good. Help them out or don't fucking say anything. I have a question exactly. for the two for the two single guys here. If you're on a date with a girl, and you finish your meal, and as you're walking out. She goes on Yelp to write a review. Are you cutting it off right there? Yes. I know. No, yes. I'm not, I'm calling her, I'm calling her out on it. I'm going to be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And if she says, "Oh, I'm writing something good about it." Say, like, "Okay." Oh, no, no, cool. no, that's I'm not if talking about like, the positive spin on this. I'm talking about you guys finish the meal and she's like, "That was um, bad." I, I'm going on Yelp. I would blast her first and then I would tell her why she's a bad person and then I would I would drop her. But I but I would never be on a date with somebody like that to begin with because yeah. I would pick up on them being that kind of person way out. No, I'm time. saying that this girl is like dream girl. It's a it's a date you're looking forward to. You have great conversation the entire time. And then as you're leaving, she's like, I didn't like that's, the way that waiter looked but at that's me. Not I'm right that's not possible. That's not possible. Let's see, that's not possible because that is such a big part of a person's per like if a person is a bad Yelp lever reviewer they're, you, they're you couldn't have person. had a good yeah you couldn't have had a good conversation but with see them i didn't know whether you're not, a piece of shit i didn't know whether you guys might have like a domination thing and you're like god that's so hot i love uh, the fact that she's just bullying the shit on, out of people we right need, now. all right we need to clip this for social this is, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna blog this uh yeah. that's a great question but I, no that's a that's a no, you're a shit person if you yes, do that. Agreed. Agreed. I love 100%. I love when people leave a one star review for restaurants because like the parking was bad. Yeah, oh, exactly, yeah. Dude. dude. It happens. There's dude. actually when you're talking about like certain um like ethnic food, the worst reviews. There's like a middle range. I like guess you want a three. Like there's a Thai restaurant in LA called Jitlada, which is like probably the best Thai food I've ever had. And it's got 3.2 out of like 15,000 reviews. And all the reviews are like, service was bad. This didn't, my, my shit took too long to come to the table. I've been there twice with my wife where she didn't get her food. Like they literally just didn't even bring the food out and we left the restaurant and Love we still that. went back because it was so fucking good. But it's like, the if they're commenting on reviews on, or, or sorry, on service or any of that, like beyond like, I don't know. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Dude, this Hold is on. like, I went to Pequod's last night. Who's been to Chicago besides Dave? I've been to Chicago a bunch. I haven't been there. Is that the place you were saying uh, is the only good uh, yeah. deep dish I was stuff? hoping you were going to say Pequod's. It is fire, fire, fire deep dish pizza. Uh, it's the one deep dish that I will, if people come to town and are like, we got to get deep dish. Where should we go? Say go yeah. to Lincoln Park, go to Pequod's. It's huh. gonna be a wait. There's a bar next door. You got to put your name in, but it's worth it. It's not one of these fucking <laughs> joke airport style fucking pizza places, but they are the rudest motherfuckers. It honestly feels like you're in New York when you go to this place. They're like, "What do you? What do you want?" Yep. <laughs> how many people? How many people? Every cheese. It's going to be like two hours. Okay. I'll, I'll put my name in. You sure? Yeah. I'll put my name in. 
We don't want the business. Uh, there's nobody sitting at the bar. Can I go get a drink at the bar? No, we use that for service. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude, they, it's but they can do it because their their food is that fucking good. The, so the, you can't really complain. It, the it, best, I'll take it. Take the, best the balls. Che- the best cheesesteak place in Philadelphia is called Delisandro's, and it's around the corner from my house. My no? my favorite, one of my favorite sandwiches on the planet. It's literally I can be, I can walk there if I really really wanted to. It's would be a be long walk, but it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I was, I was, I was having some of my Nashville people to come in to work on a record. This is like two years ago. And we are driving back from the airport and and it's, I'm driving back and I'm like, damn, I'm gonna call Dallas Andrews and get them to, to, I'm ordering some cheesesteaks. And I call and they're generally jerk offs. They're they're generally just assholes. This girl picks up the phone and I'm in the car with my wife. And I was like, I don't know if they do. She was like, I don't know if they do like call ahead. I was like, whatever. So no, not even to go, just like call ahead to get it made. I'll come pick it up. And so I call uh, and I go to go. Fuck you. So <laughs> I call I call and I go, I'm like, yo, can I get a two Wizwit? Can I get uh one American? Can I get uh, another one Wizwit out? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? And I was like, uh Colin Budney. Like, what's your phone number? And I was like, uh, blah, 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 blah. And they go, All right, we don't do to go. <laughs> I was like, why did you just go through that whole process with me? And they're like, just order when you get here. And I was like, fuck this shit, dude. So yeah. That's terrible. Well, dude, that's Philly. The, the yes. reason that that's every place in Philadelphia. The reason I bring up Pequods is it's Chicago. They're the nicest fucking. This is the hospitality capital of the country. Blimey. Every place. No, it is the the nicest people, the best service. Every place you go to, you can expect incredible fucking service. The, the meaner, city. the meaner the staff, the better the food. I, like, I go to a Vietnamese I, restaurant, man. Get the, <laughs> get the Vietnamese spot, dude. Like, what you want? Lighting <laughs> <laughs> waters across the table. What you want? I love that. I think it's funny we're talking so much about food because this is a music podcast, but if you're on tour ever, like, oh, this yeah. is all that you talk about on the bus. It's because it. all you think is, like, where are we going to eat? Oh, this someone said this spot's good around the corner is, from the venue or whatever. Dude. Thing Dave, Chicago. Dave, remember talking to Randy Rogers? That's that's what he brought up. He was like, "I'm basically a food critic." He goes, "I've yes. been," <laughs> he goes, "I've been touring for thirty years straight." He goes, "I know all the best places in every yeah. city." He goes, "Anytime mm-hmm. my friends travel, I'm the person they go to, and they're yeah, like, yeah. where should we go? Where should we go for this? Where should we go for that?'" And he's no, like, I, "It's my favorite." He's like, "It's I, my favorite thing." I do agree with Jason this. Aldean because. There's no good food in small towns. That, that is well, also you, true. You, you think he wants to get a steak in a liberal city? But get out of here, dude. You're going to give me that Kobe beef in Philadelphia? Yeah, come see me in my small town, dude. We'll show you how to do it. Uh, the fucking uh, Cracker Barrel. We had an entire tour where we ate nothing but Subway in every city that we went to. Oh, disgusting. That was the blackout tour. I went so many nights without eating because yeah. I would not eat that shit. Dude, that the smell in I mean the worst. We're never gonna get a subway sponsorship now, but it's no it's, I, I don't I know how people it. how do you eat that? It smells wrong. I can't believe Hank, athletes. Hank, Hank, Gaz, like those fucking two I've seen eat more fucking subway in my life than I've ever consumed. On that, sa- on that same tour, the only other thing we ate, and if you toured through the South, you know this. If you stop at a gas station, they have this shit called crispy, crunchy chicken. It's gas station fried chicken that is literally labeled on it. It just says a big thing. It just says EBT they're, on it. Dude, it's they're EBT up here called, now. Yo. They're up here now. 
I was out here eating three day old EBT fried chicken out of the back of a hot fucking truck. Yo, can I ask a question? That's why you're. How does a place like Subway have so many fucking top tier athletes doing their commercials? Dude, I've I've won. They're all big. They're all big. McDonald's, aren't there? They're all big fans of Jerry Fogle. McDonald's the biggest corporation in the world. Subway, dude, Kenny, I they got Bill Belichick, dude. How do you get? Bill Belichick does no fucking ads ever, and he yeah. does Subway. Figure they got Bill out. Belichick. They got yeah. Steph Curry. They got Jared the pedophile. Brady. They got all the Brady big athletes, Barkley. dude. Yo, uh, I mean, it's really, money, money. <laughs> yeah, really, quick, really quick, off my list this week, Colin Budney. Um, I do. Because he started off this podcast exactly what I'm bitching about, and – He's like, oh, I saw your tweet. You hated Oppenheimer? No, fuck face. I said it wasn't bad. <laughs> there is a there is a gray area that psychos in this country are failing to remember exists on everything. It doesn't have to be black. It doesn't have to be white. You don't have to pick sides on every fucking thing and go after the other person. This also applies to the Jason Aldean conversation. I'm on your side, Dante. All I heard out of your mouth was I hated Oppenheimer. That's all I heard. No, it is perfectly fine to be indifferent or say, I liked this, but I didn't like this part. So I'm I'm in the middle. You can be in the middle on shit. I didn't know you were didn't know you were a pansy, dude. Didn't know you couldn't handle some boobies (laughs) in an atomic bomb. Johnny, you're killing me. Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Off my list. White Sox Dave on my list. That tells you everything I need to know about you. <laughs> oh God. All right. That was a that was a good episode. I like that one. Thank you to Darius Rucker. Thank you to Gunny Balls. Uh Friday, just a little housekeeping note. Um, dropping the second edition of my work tapes thing with Foxtrot. We're doing uh our voice memo demos that are going hand in hand with the new series we're gonna be doing for backstage. Yo, uh, send that, that over. I will. Yeah, I'm pretty send it over immediately. But yeah, we're going to be doing, uh, we did the demo version of that uh, new series for Backstage that we'll be doing that deals with songwriting and voice memos and all this shit. It all ties hand in hand. I'm weaving I'm weaving a web here. We're, we're getting something done. But um, Send me the raw files. I want the waves and the stems. Okay. And sessions. There's only one. It's an iPhone demo. There's only one fucking line. There's no mix it. it Never mind. It, I don't want it. I don't want, poor, I don't want poor quality shit. Stems and sessions. I made a song once that Johnny remixed that would be a banger in the club that I think that you should fuck with. It'd be so sick. Wait, which song? Uh, the kick flipping in Malibu remix. Oh, that I was love- me. That was Danny. And that was, yeah, that was fucking cool. Whatever. You guys I have love- to that <laughs> You know what I mean? I love Bend kick flipping in Malibu. I fucking Bend love over. that. Dude, if you haven't heard the Congo's remix of it, it fucking goes hard. It's like club. I was going to listen Dude, to it. That song, song was remixed re- by Congo's and I stopped. That song and that remix and the fact that we haven't got a fucking like Vans commercial or something with it is proof that there is no God. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was it was so perfect. Your fucking the lyrics and everything. It's like so you get all these stupid fucking sync pitches like looking for up tempo, upbeat, about surfing. It's like I'm like, here's the fucking song, idiots. Yo, it's, it never it's, happened. It's, We're looking for it. I want now I need to hear it. It's I'm looking for it. It's on the thread, Dante. I can't wait to get the the sync pitch for like, uh, can we get an upbeat beachy song by an Asian guy rapping? And then I'm like, God, I got the perfect yep, one. That's the one. 10%. I know that guy. 10%. There we go. There it is. Uh, all right. Next week, we got Bailey Zimmerman. We got a bunch of interviews coming up. 
I guess we'll see you guys next week. Anything for me? Dave, you look like you want to say something. No, I got nothing. Fuck you I all. I know you didn't. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Uh, Oppenheimer Colin, was great at good. Colin, what time do you think uh this will post? Tomorrow? Yeah. Uh the YouTube will be out probably at like 10 a.m. All right, perfect. So my blog can go up before lunch. Perfect. Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Good fuck. Thank yourself. you guys. Peace. See you guys. Yeah.